0: You're listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste.
1: Thank you so much for throwing on another episode of Our Space. Uh, Today, we are talking with uh, Patrick, Hayden, Zach, and Cody of Metalcore Band, if not for me. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, guys. Of course. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. This is awesome and exciting. On the same day that this podcast comes out, you will be releasing a new single. Why don't we start off the show by telling me a little bit about that? How did that single kind of come to be? What was the the process with all of that? What was the inspiration there?
2: Yeah, this single, we actually wrote this one a long time ago, back before a lot of actually back before all of the most recent singles we put out, when I mean, we wrote this with Grant McFarlane and Carson Slovak of Atrium Audio in Lancaster PA. And it was, I don't know, we, we tried to use a lot of different producers for this record, because we just wanted a lot of different influences and sounds. And so those are some of the guys we went to. And we, you know, just writing a song from scratch with them. And it came out really sick. And Now it's going to be a single. So (laughs) we weren't sure if it was going to be one of the singles for a while, but here it is. And you've worked with them in the past, right? We have. Yeah, they did our whole eulogy album. And actually, they did the EP that we have out to capture the current. So we did all those songs with them. So this is just
1: sort of an addition to that and kind of keeping with that same theme as your older stuff. I do actually really love this song so far. It's personally one of my favorites. So definitely excited to see what the feedback is going to be from from fans on that one. Is this a one-off single right now? Do you have another EP in the works or a full length?
0: yes we we have a full length in the works i believe by the the time that this episode comes out we'll have announced it so i guess we can say the the date right sure okay (laughs) yeah so i think the the album should be coming out on march 29th it's actually going to be titled the name of this single everything you wanted and yeah i mean we're really stoked about it hopefully everyone else is really stoked about it too yeah, it's really exciting with a new album, especially coming out so fast. How long have you guys been working on this? It feels like forever. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't even know. Maybe a a year total.
3: No, not that long. Probably longer because <laughs> of Feel Me Now. and than- oh, yeah. Probably even a little bit longer. Like we've been sitting on Feel Me Now and Demons for almost like a little over a year now. But yeah. In probably like a year and a half stoked well, you working time, with like, the together. same
1: producers as well were you did you sort of put together this song and a lot of the songs from this upcoming album sort of around the same time as eulogy
3: no the majority of the album was actually written this year only probably like six months ago i'd say like eight, maybe eight months ago oh
2: well yeah 2024
3: okay they got me on they got me all right 2024 now so yeah <laughs>
1: Anything else big planned for 2024? Is there going to be a tour announcement at some point? Or uh, is that sort of kept under wraps for now?
4: We're working on stuff nothing that we can really confirm or say so (laughs) there's always so
1: much red tape i know (laughs) every time i talk to bands they're like oh we want to tell you everything but also at the same time we can't because we're sort of waiting on on a whole lot of moving parts but it's good to know at the very least to kind of get a hint that you guys are sort of looking forward to big things this year we'll kind of like leave it at that
4: (laughs) yeah definitely things are in the works
1: I do want to know, I know we wanted to start the show off talking about the single because the episode is being released the same day as, as the single, and like I said, it's awesome, but kind of getting back to the basics of the band, one question I've wanted to know, and I haven't been able to find anywhere on the internet,
0: if not for me, where did that name come from?
3: <laughs> That's great. All you in...
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's the, <laughs> the long story short, <laughs> it, was, it was an old member that's no longer with us. And I honestly wasn't even a part of the conversation when it happened, but it just kind of like stuck around and we all really liked this. So we haven't changed it. <laughs> Maybe one day. I'm just kidding. But um,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, we, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's the simplest answer. <laughs> we get asked that question all the time. And you would think by now that we have would come up with like a better answer so i think you just maybe, need to make something up at this point yeah, honestly <laughs> we, we should make up like a cool story about it but just we'll, like we'll make there. up the
1: most outrageous story you know like i was dreaming one day and there was this dragon that was destroying the whole world and if not for me and my magical sword I, the world Wouldn't would have, have been, been destroyed. able to stop it <laughs> and then i woke up and i was like if not for me that's a great
0: band name yep yep it came to me in a dream <laughs>
1: i think with with metalcore and as a metalcore band like you guys i feel like amongst fans things could be like a little bit split in terms of the way that people listen to music whether they listen to it for the instrumentals or for the lyrics how important are the lyrics to a band to your band
2: Why are you giving this to me <laughs> 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 it's definitely important But ironically for us, I feel like, like that's what comes last in the songwriting process. Like very rarely will I come into a song like with lyrics, like already, like I already know what I want to talk about and all that kind of stuff, because generally I will, I'll feed off the instrumental. It's like, typically we'll start with an instrumental and then we'll just lay out as many like hooks as we can think of. We'll just like hum along to it and, and try to find like what we think is catchy and then from there, I'll go in and I'll, I'll take whatever melodies that we like and then kind of think about what they make me feel. And then that's when the words kind of start coming to it, which is it's probably like kind of backwards in comparison to like what a lot of people do. I know a lot of people like to start with like what the song is about. But for me, it, it's hard for me to. To really like come up with that kind of stuff, unless I know like a general mood that the song is making me feel. And we're just, we're writing catchy songs that we like. So, like, the catchiness is what's really important to us. And then all that kind of stuff falls into place with whatever the song's making me feel at the time. That's kind
1: of cool, though, that you get the instrumentals and how do the instrumentals make you feel and you're able to sort of piece together the words that way, which I don't know how common that might be. Like you said, I think a lot of people might write their lyrics first and sort of write the instrumentals based around that. I feel like it's sort of a case-by-case basis, but, you know, you guys have a lot of really catchy hooks and melodies and lyrics, so I was wondering, you know... Are you a lyrics first? Like, how much do lyrics matter to you guys? I mean, even when you're sort of piecing together and taking how it feels, the thought that goes into the lyrics, like, is there a lot of thought? Like, do you guys, even when you're sort of listening to music from other bands, are you listening for the instrumentals or are you listening for the lyrics?
2: I feel like we're all we probably would all have a different answer to that. I w- when I like listen to something, I really appreciate good lyricism and like telling a story and stuff like that. I know Hayden doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. He's more into like the actual songwriting, but yeah, I't let you guys. Yeah, like Patty said, I am terrible with
0: lyrics. I even our songs. He doesn't even know most of our. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of our songs. I'm I'm still singing wrong words when I, especially when I sing in the car. <laughs> Live, I practice them, and I'm just like, all right, this this is the part that I got to do. I know that one line.
2: <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, when I listen to like you know the radio, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is, I'm definitely just kind of like I'm like a producer brain i guess mixing guy i just like really appreciate like arrangements productions mixes and like i don't know the way that the like the beat and and i don't get me wrong i don't hate vocals i love like the catchy you know catchy choruses and stuff like that that's what i think we all like about this band and we try to bring to the table but yeah
3: i don't know that, that's my my point of view i'm honestly all about the lyrics it's just the- kind of like a, an emo kid at heart elder emo here so I'm all about just like how lyrics resonate with me and just like the story behind all that kind of like what patty was saying but also as a drummer i'm like really into just the instruments as well so i'm gonna give you both <laughs> just I, I just love when i hear a random part that has like a really cool subtlety and like a drum fill or something that really stands out to me or like listening to a couple song the same song over and over again and just like still finding like really cool instrumental things hidden in the song every time yeah, but, both definitely matter.
4: Yeah, I definitely think composition is king first, for sure. I do think lyrics matter a lot, though, especially because, you know, you can have a great composition, but if the lyrics are just, like, whacked up, like, you know, somebody's <laughs> going to notice that. So, it's like, if people are listening to your song and, like, they're not pointing out any of the lyrics, I'd say that's probably a good thing. You know what I mean? But <laughs>
1: You kind of want both to give you the chills, you know? Like That's how you know you have a good song is when you're getting chills from like, you know, a filthy breakdown or from like some really heavy lyrics.
2: I will say you mentioned the Wonder Years when we were off camera. And like Mm -hmm. that's that's my favorite band of all time. So like me as a as a as somebody that appreciates that band, like how could I not appreciate their lyricism? Like it's it's just top notch like they're like that perfect band with
1: having those catchy hooks and those really catchy lyrics that just sort of have yeah. that oomph and it's to all it.
2: just it's all just life stories too which is something that I really appreciate but I will say like after we you know hammer out the melodies and all that kind of stuff and and like it's time for me to write lyrics I'm definitely very picky about that kind of stuff and I can be pretty stubborn and set in my ways sometimes like if like something, if, if we come up with something better, I'm, I'm pretty resistant to change sometimes, but <laughs> it'd be like that. It's just a, I, I feel like that's just
1: the artistic side of me. Do you find that you try to put more of those personal stories into your lyrics because of your inspiration? Pretty
2: much everything I write about is, is just personal experience stuff. And like e- even things that, because I do a lot of perspective writing too, where I try to put myself in the shoes of other people and write about what they might be feeling. And even for those kind of songs like a lot of it is still like based on my perception of everything but yeah everything I write about is very personal to me most of the time do you ever get uncomfortable writing personal songs knowing that someone
1: might hear them and you know maybe that might be a story about someone you know in there
2: all all the time and it's it's funny you say that because where this happens the most is like with my mom (laughs) <laughs> cuz like i know my mom's going to listen to the songs and i know she's going to come to me and be like what are you talking about right here especially with eulogy cuz that album was all about like mental health and and like my struggles with like suicide and all that kind of stuff and like and my mom probably didn't know i was dealing with a lot of that kind of stuff so like I, it it's always weird that kind of vulnerability when you put yourself out there like that and you don't really know how people are going to react to it or if they're just going to, you know, like crap all over you about it or cuz cuz there's always that potential that you could really put yourself into something and then it comes out and somebody's like, "Yeah, this is mid." And it's just like, "Oh, <laughs> well, thanks." But yeah, there's there's just a there's a certain amount of vulnerability to that. That is it's scary sometimes, but most of the time it pays off.
1: Yeah, I feel like especially with something like you mentioned your mom, you know, we don't really tell our parents everything. I'd say that's a normal thing for most people to keep their parents out of the loop where it almost feels like more comfortable talking about mental health struggles with friends or strangers than it would be your parents. So writing a song, you know, mentioning your mom. Or mentioning something that's personal that your mom didn't know about you and she's finding it out through a song that's got definitely have to be that that has to be like nerve wracking, right? (laughs) Do you ever get any sort of like feedback from from fans through social media? Like, you know, you mentioned maybe someone might say something mid after putting yourself out there. But have you ever received any sort of notes from fans where they've really stuck out because they've been so overwhelmingly positive? it,
2: It happens a lot. It's just really cool to be able to be a part of something and have somebody reach out to you, whether it's like at a show or just over social media or something like that. Like they'll Sometimes it'll be like the band's page, but a lot of the times they'll like DM me personally. And it's just like, yo, like whatever you said here really made an impact on me. And that's just like, that's so cool to me because I just, I remember being that kid where, you know, I would go to the shows and all that kind of stuff, and something would really touch me. And, you know, it would just inspire something in me. And and to know that, like, I sometimes do that for other people is just like the coolest thing in the world to me wanting to be
1: that person that you sort of needed or wanted when you were younger definitely has a huge impact on the way on the way that I think a lot of us react like is there a way that you guys as a band sort of do that at your shows or when connecting with fans to sort of be that person that you may be needed back then i I think
2: one thing that's very important to us is like we whether it's you know whether we're playing to five people or 500 people or five thousand people we want to put on the same level of performance that we can every single night just because like that one kid in the crowd could have drove you know four hours to come see us and and was you know waiting months for this and and we just want to we want to give them the best of us that we possibly can every single night And uh, yeah, that's just one thing that's really
3: important to us. But I think something really big for us, especially lately, too, is just responding to almost every comment that we can on like TikTok, Instagram, just because I I know how I used to feel when a band would respond back to me or just even share something I posted in their story or something. I was like, oh, my God, this person i look up to just like shared this I, they actually cared of what i said there i remember one time i, I took a picture of my cat next to a motion city soundtrack vinyl. <laughs> and the vocalist like uh, commented on and it. it just like made my whole day It's like it's such a lame thing though like completely like resonated with me and that's something we really take pride in is trying to respond to everybody we can
1: You know, I love that you're one of those bands that do that because you see the importance in it. You know, I I still remember that time in like 2005 where Jimmy World messaged me back on MySpace. (laughs) You know, so it's like as a teenager being like, "What?" So, like, it's cool to to build a community as a band and be there for your fans. And I mean, even going back to sort of mentioning the. Being at a show and putting on that show that people might need to hear. I mean, even if it's someone that may not be a fan sort of being there for even people that might be discovering you and sort of giving those new potential fans the chills is is awesome. And I've seen a ton of great comments about you guys online about the show that you the show that you do put on. Is there anything in particular you do with
0: like your stage presence that sort of might connect more with the fans? I'll I'll, I'll do my take on the situation. (laughs) I'm really big into like, again, like the production side of things. And I like I really like sound. I really like lighting and like all that kind of stuff. So I just make sure that, like, if the venue that we're playing doesn't have, like, an adequate system to our, you know, mm-hmm. l- yeah, our needs, uh, we bring one. And, you know, like, sometimes that that stuff is hard with the venue. Sometimes the their employees and their owners don't like that. <laughs> but we have a saying, and if not for me, and we make it their problem. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so we... You know, and then we have we have a light show that we program. Again, you know, if the venue doesn't have adequate lighting, we bring our own. Uh, we we program it. If not for me, there would be great. There we would be that. terrible lighting. Yeah. That could be the new yep. definition yep. to yeah, your well, band name. It. As far as stage presence goes, I don't know. I mean, we we just try to. Uh, realistically look cool <laughs> and yeah yeah exactly zach and i have like you know things that we try to do together so that we're symmetrical on stage and patrick's in the middle he kind of does his own thing and interacts with people
2: yes. yeah i think uh, part of it for me in particular is i like to be really interactive when i can especially if the crowd you know wants to be because, like, sure, you'll have you'll have nights where, like, the crowd's kind of dead. But, like, if the crowd is just, like, so into it the whole time, it just gets so easy. And I just like to do... I-, I don't know. I like to... I come from a pop-punk background, so, like, I'm all about mic grabs. Like, I think that is so cool. Like, if somebody's, like, singing along and they're acting like they, like, you know, they want to sing a part or whatever, like, yeah, here you go, buddy. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm, I'm just all about... <laughs> You know, being up front with them and interacting with them and like a lot of, especially when we play in like the upstate New York area, a lot of them that have, you know, been coming out and seeing us consistently, they do this thing where like they like to hand me their cell phones like recording and I'm like, sure, like I'll grab it and I'll, you know, like I'll do like selfie (laughs) of the crowd and selfie of us playing and like all that kind of stuff and it's just, I don't know, I like to keep it fun for the fans and I like to... I like to make them feel like, you know, that they matter to us. Because at the end of the day, you know, we would not be there without them. So, like, it, honestly, like, we're in, in so much debt to them when it comes to that perspective.
1: That's so cool. That you Like, you bring the fans into yeah. the show. Like, you make it an engaging yeah, show that way. And,
2: and like... I have so many of them come up to me after like, thank you for letting me sing with you. Thank you for, you know, taking my phone. Thanks for all this kind of stuff. You know, we'll take pictures and we'll do all that kind of stuff. And it's just, and like I said earlier, I remember being that fan. So to be able to provide that for somebody and and to show them like what they're doing for us matters just as much as what we're doing for them is, is very important to me.
1: And you guys grew up in Pennsylvania. Did you find that, you know, you had a big scene that way growing up that sort of kind of gave back the same way that you feel you're giving back? Like, does that, has that had any impact or inspiration on the way that you guys sort of act and put on shows as a band? I would definitely say, yeah,
2: we had some sick venues, some of which are not around anymore due to, you know, COVID and other things when we were all growing up. And and we all know each other because we grew up playing in, you know, local bands are adjacent to each other. And that's kind of how we formed... And and we had
3: some sick venues and shows around here. And we're just really blessed to have, like, the kind of bands that we have in this area. Like, we grew up with, like, the August Burns Red and, like, the emergence of that kind of metalcore sound. This the Apocalypse. It was, Yeah, Texas in July. just all from the central PA hub. And it just, because of those bands, it really made all the emerging bands just have to try to get up to that level and just keep leveling up and leveling up and just pushing each other and... Yeah, I think it created some really incredible metalcore bands.
1: Was there like a gateway band for each of you that kind of got you into metalcore? And it could be something that's totally not metalcore related at all. Like, you know, I I often say it like if it wasn't for (laughs) Avril Lavigne, I wouldn't be like where I am today. Right. Like little 11 year old Matt listening to I'm with you on his Discman, you know, sort of paved that way and was that pipeline to getting me into more of like the blink 182s and the Forty Ones, and sort of like developing my music taste it was just sort of like all over the place into like metallica and there was just so such a huge like crossover pipeline but like it it feels like it all started with like 10 year old matt and being listening to avril Lavigne at that point and it sort of developed like what was that First band that sort of started that pipeline for um, you guys for me
3: personally I, th- I think i'm gonna throw a couple out at you just as like my progression is just getting it further and further into this and as a drummer probably starting with a Treyu. like when lip gloss and black came out that like blew me away as like a middle schooler you know and then i was like the first time i heard double bass pedal too so i was just like i gotta try to replicate this then probably poison the well getting into more of like a like post hardcore and like early metalcore sound then uh probably then august burns red mac reiner completely blew me away as a as a drummer and then probably the dillinger escape plan just to, kind of taking the technicality a little
4: bit further
1: absolutely that's a pretty sweet pipeline a lot cooler <laughs> than avril Levine.
4: <laughs> yeah for me it was definitely definitely lincoln park i don't even know if i liked music before i heard them and i was like oh my god music can be like this <laughs> yeah i just remember being in the car at a very young age my dad would like put it on the radio i'm like dude this gets me so hype and i was just like i listened to like basically their discography until i was like 13 15 and finally started listening to other stuff <laughs> but yeah into like metalcore was definitely probably like asking you know, Alexandria, andrew or bring me the horizon you know that scene escape the fate so first of all
2: avril lavigne is a queen that's great And I I grew up as a country kid until I was probably like an early teenager. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like 12 or something like that. And I remember my uncle showed me... Kill Switch Engage. And it was the first time I ever heard like heavy guitars and drums and like like screaming vocals. And I was like, what is this? And then, you know, I I started to, you know, dive a little bit more into that. And then it was like under oath because like I I grew up going to like youth group and church. And so like they'd play music videos before, you know, the whole shindig that we would do. And like, I remember the video of which song was it? Uh, Writing on the walls came up on like their music video reels or whatever and by under oath and i was like wow like this is nuts and then um as i got a little older like maybe 14 15 something like that asking alexandria happened and at first i was like yo this is whack because <laughs> <I, I, laughs> like, yeah i have never heard like synths and stuff and metal before and like all this all these like poppy techno elements and stuff like that but it just it had me in a chokehold for years and then like the first band i had was like an asking alexandria clone
0: yeah honestly when i first started like playing playing music I well i mean in like high school when i started playing with other people started playing music i hated asking alexandria <laughs> but now now i like them and i appreciate them and they eventually did get me into this but early on and i, I hate to be this guy because i I don't know. But Metallica was like a really big influence for me. I was like, whoa, this sounds massive. And then I got into like Avenged Sevenfold. And and then like everyone else was saying like Escape the Fate, Asking Alexandria. That was like the really big part that influenced me and in, into like start, you know, writing like this kind of music and stuff like that. You know, I'm glad that
1: you said Metallica because I feel like Metallica While it kind of feels almost cliche to say that they were the gateway (laughs) into metal, but it's like, at what point do we just kind of take that step back and be like, yeah, they were the gateway into metal and, and we can just respect them for that. Like it's sure maybe it's cliche, but I mean, they were my gateway into it too. Like I said, I went from Avril Lavigne into Metallica into like, then that got me into like the punk punk, and it was like Sex Pistols and Ramones and then Blink 182. And, you know, it was just sort of like all over the place. And that sort of really developed my personality and music taste before it was like the used and Chiotos and all of that. Like it was just all over the place, but it kind of starts sometimes with Metallica. They were that first band with for so many of us with the heavy vocals and heavy instrumentals, and we can sort of respect them for what they are, even though everything, you know, St. Anger and on is just whatever,
0: but I think there's some good (laughs) stuff after St. Anger personally, but not St. Anger. (laughs) I'm like, a little bit of the opposite where i'm like there's a couple of songs
1: on saint anger as much as i hate to admit it where i'm there like oh oh these are actually kind of good songs it's just the snare drum the snare. like just is so That's- bad it's hard to ignore but like <laughs> frantic is a good song and some kind of monster is kind of a good song too but other than that you know i i just kind of like fell off of them after that <laughs> I think with a lot of people, even with their you know stuff being a- afterwards being good, but it, metalcore itself is sort of like in a really cool spot right now, and it's probably bigger now than it even was in the 2000s. I'm kind of curious how you guys feel about the metalcore scene right now and how that sort of impacts you guys as a band.
2: It's it's pretty crazy because I I definitely never expected to see any type of metalcore band have the commercial success that some of them are having right now and i think like the ultimate example is, is probably bring me the horizon where like a lot of people are be ah oh, they're not metal anymore whatever blah 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 even though like if you listen to some of their new songs they're it, it's it's obviously metalcore but it, it's cool because they're kind of in a spot now where they can just do anything that they want and it's going to hit no matter what, because they're, they've just, every single album they do, they, they push their genre. And then you have, you know, what's another good example, like Falling in Reverse or like I Prevail and bands like that. It's like, I just, I never expected to hear that kind of music on the radio. And now it's, it's, it just keeps happening. And it's kind of like, it's kind of inspiring in a way. It's, it's like,
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's crazy because all the bands that we probably all used to listen to in high school and were made fun of for it are massive and on the radio. And, you know, it's it's really a good feeling for me personally, because like Falling in Reverse, for example, like he was talking about, I I followed they were like one of the only bands that I've followed since they debuted, probably because, you know, he already had a, a successful band before that. But I don't know. I love that first album and honestly, everything that they have put out. And it, it was just kind of one of those things that people were like, you know what I mean? When they, they see that you listening to that or they see you listening to that kind of stuff. And now it's like, Hey, told you so, <laughs> which is like, cool. Cause it's the same kind of music that we are, you know, playing, but it's kind of like validating.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also really cool to kind of see the crossovers that have been happening. Like look at like spirit box and, Megan the stallion like what the hell is that you know (laughs) I love it that's crazy cool for it to like have a a metal progressive metal band like merge over into rap and hip-hop and like the mainstream world like that's nuts or hell even look at like bands like Knock Loose and Lorna Shore playing huge festivals like Coachella and that's just that's huge I don't know if it's like TikTok that's making all this like transcend over in the mainstream or just people's acceptance of it but it's It's really sick. I also love bands like Sleep Token and stuff that are trying to incorporate more of like pop influence into their sound and it's doing really well and being digested really well. So yeah, I think the future is really bright for metalcore and it's really exciting.
1: I think the thing is too with with metalcore and with genre bending is that like, good music is good music regardless of exactly the genre right as sort of bands cross over genres they kind of like sometimes amongst fans lose that like credibility of being a metalcore band or a hardcore band or anything like that do you find that there's like as a band yourself that you're sort of like oh well we don't want to piss off those fans by releasing this song or we might not be considered like a metal band
2: we try not to typically just because we're At the end of the day, we're writing songs that we like. And if it ends up being a soft song, then so be it. If it ends up being a heavy song, so be it. I've definitely had moments where, for example, when we put out Blameless, that was like a heavier track and it did way better than we were expecting it to. And then so I was like a little weary about releasing the next one we put out alone because that one's a lot softer. And I was like, man, I hope people don't only want this one sound from us. But like as a whole, with with the whole attitude of like bands reaching a level of commercial success and then and, and people being like, oh, they're not a metal band anymore. Oh, it, it doesn't matter anymore. They sold out or whatever. I just think that's like such like a corny, like backwards mindset to it. Because like it, if we have bands like Knock Loose or Spirit Box doing like these crazy collabs or Bring Me doing these crazy collabs or whatever, it's like at the end of the day, you're, you're bringing more people into the genre. And I think that's what's important. Like I know there's there's like a bit of exclusivity that people try to hold on to with alternative music, but that's to me, that's not what this genre was built on. To me, it was it was more built on like everybody's welcome and I just think, like, the amount of people being brought into the genre by bands that have, you know, like, hit, you know, crazy numbers doing huge things is, is like, way more beneficial to the scene than, you know, somebody potentially selling out or... Anything like that?
1: I, I think you put that really well. I I really Thank do. You. I think that you put that really really well. Because I've always sort of been of the mentality of like, you want to bring people in because you know why or like why wouldn't you want to bring people in knowing how you feel with the music and how the music makes you feel? Why wouldn't you want more people to feel that way or to connect with something?
2: Right. Like, oh, what you don't want your shows to do better? You don't want more people to hear your message? You don't want to you know make all these friends in music? Like, okay, whatever. But. That's also just, not just not that, us. but if you love a band, <laughs> mm-hmm. the band sort of needs to
1: make that money and make a living in order to continue making music, or it might not be worth it for them. and then your favorite band they they call it quits, and then you have no more music from them. Wouldn't you much prefer your favorite band to sort of be making music constantly?
2: Yeah, I just don't get that and, and like for me as as a listener or I mean as an enjoyer of anything, whether it's you know music, movies, video games, whatever like food (laughs) if i love something i want to share that with as many people as i can because i'm like look how cool this is look how good this is whatever like i i I just don't get that mindset like speaking of the scene and sort of spreading all that love
1: who's your favorite up and coming band right now that everybody needs to check out
3: it doesn't need to be metalcore just you know this one isn't metalcore actually it's um our Sister label, apparently what we want to call them, Thriller. They they have Honey Revenge, and Honey Revenge, I think, is probably one of the best up and coming bands I've heard in the last year. Uh, their album Retrovision was awesome. We actually did a thing at the end of the year; we all saw what our album of the year was, and three out of four of us all said that. So I think it's a group mentality that they're. You should really check out Honey Revenge. They're sick. <laughs>
1: gonna get one band from each of you
4: <laughs> up and up and coming band we did a tour with our friends in archers last year they're a great band they make really sick music and they're doing really well so um, I'd have to say check them out for sure archers
0: I would have to say man there's not a lot honestly I, more time. I, no, I do have one that I want to say but <clears throat> I, I think there's not a lot of up-and-coming bands for me it's really and that that sucks to say and i'm really sorry to everyone <laughs> but it's like you know the, the the bands that i like that i listen to are like the same like 17 bands that i listened to in high school that are still doing it which is awesome but bigger now but honestly for me this band called Windwalkers is yeah it is a good one (laughs) they're so sick i got the opportunity to edit the vocals on their newest album i forget what it's called honestly what if i break or something like that i think and that album from front front to back is really honestly a masterpiece i I listen to it a lot more than i should
2: (laughs) i had to scan my spotify real quick to see like because i just forget what i'm listening to all the time but there's this band that we've played with from, they're, like, from the Scranton area, I think, Scranton, PA. Um, they're called So Much Hope Buried. And they're, so we, like, we did a show with them, and they just, they blew me away. It's, it's funny, because it's, like, I don't even know how to describe the genre. I guess. Yeah, it's it, like post-hardcore. It, I, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, kind of, like, post-hardcore, but it's, like, more rock-influenced and more i think pop influenced in 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 a way it's a four piece and the front man who's like the singer like also plays piano um, like beautifully and they're just doing some really cool stuff and they were super tight when we saw them they're working on a lot of new music which i'm excited to hear but yeah that'd probably be my pick i was gonna say honey revenge but cody stole it but yeah, I love those guys. <laughs> is
1: there anything else that you would like to say about your single that is out today or about the band or anything you want fans to know going into 2024?
2: Yeah, we are actually we we just launched a contest with this single where it's going to go th- up through like the whole album cycle, we're going to add more stuff to it, but we're giving away like a ton of prizes for you to do you know certain actions like saving songs to your spotify and all that kind of stuff and the links to that are all on our socials and stuff like that but there's some pretty sick prizes including you know signed vinyl and a signed symbol clock that cody makes out of like broken symbols and stuff like that a lot of cool stuff not only broken but used by cody frame (laughs) yeah other than that we're just we're stoked to finally put this music out We're we're really proud of all this stuff and And I hope it resonates with people as much as, you know, the previous four singles that we've had out does, because it's been really cool so far. And we're very appreciative of that.
1: Well, Everything You Wanted is officially out today, the day that we are posting this episode. And uh, you got to go and check it out. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to hang out with me today. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. having us.
3: Thank you for listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste. If you enjoyed yourself, please support the show by subscribing and leaving a review.